Ladies and gentlemen, everything's going to be all right, kid, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Misa save you, Annie. <laughs> uh, yep, that's about what I expected. Cue mm. <laughs> the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Ah, uh, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm maybe still on TikTok, a Michael Lister. <laughs> maybe still on TikTok. Uh, yes, and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of Wi-Fi, which can be connected to TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. apparently. Mm. Mm. Right. Interesting developments. Um yeah, speaking of, of a lot of fun. Speaking of, uh, do you have anything political you need to get off out of out of uh, out of the way first before we kick off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> After last week's tease. That's right. There's there's no there's no real news really. Okay, that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see. Ah, yes. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, of course, Fulia is still not with us, but she has provided with us with a lengthy travel update. Thank you very much, Fulia. Um, so I'm going to read that out for you guys now before we get into the show. Um, Fulia says, greetings from the cold north. I'm writing to you on the day of the closing ceremony of the Kaha World Cup. Just here to give you an update on my travels. One week has now passed and I'm on my final day in Vancouver. My stay here has been amazing and I still can't believe I'm in Canada. I, I bet you can't. <laughs> Played lots of hockey, watched my very first NHL game, which was awesome, and managed to find myself eating all the different food chains we only ever hear about from friends or in the media. I've eaten at IHOP. Yes, IHOP is the best. Uh, Denny's, the Olive Garden, Tim Hortons, and Wendy's. I have yet to experience Macca's, Burgers, Burger King, and KFC here, but I'm sure I will get the chance to check them out as I travel across the country. The one major thing that I have noticed here, apart from tipping, yeah, oh, glad to see Canada is uh, doing the tipping thing as well, uh, is that in retail stores, the tax is added to the, into the total of your purchase at the checkout. Yep, that's that's also an American thing too, so good job, Canada. Oh, man. Uh, that is the one thing I'm hating here because I think I've picked up a bargain, but then I go to pay and bam, taxes. Not going to get used to that while I'm here. As of tomorrow, I will be traveling east to Edmonton, then Calgary, and by next weekend, I will be in Montreal. That's, I put the French accent on for you there. Uh, so stay tuned for my next travel update. Thank you, Fulia. Yeah, see you in that's Montreal. Awesome. In Montreal. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear what um, Maccas and KFC are like in um, Canada, because uh, I had them both when I was in America and uh, did not care for American KFC much, which is hilarious. 
Uh, Macca's was just intense because everything is like twice the size. Um, and that's not even including like super size me. It's literally, everything's just massive. Yeah. Um, so are the people. And yeah. And so are the people. Correct. Obesity is a thing. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I, I hop, I fucking loved I hop when I was in the States. I went there both times. I was in California. Um, freaking loved it. Um, yeah, but yeah, the tax, the fact that they add tax and then tipping. So like if you're going out and you're eating with a bunch of friends, instead of just like trying to split out, split the bill and work out what you've paid for, like for your meal, what your meal is worth, you also have to then figure out the tax of the whole thing and do maths and then the tipping on top of that. It's like, it's a whole pain in the ass. I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, but I'm sad to hear Canada is... I thought maybe being part of the Commonwealth, they might have a different system, but no. Nah, nah. They don't have, hey, they don't have our GST. They don't have our GST. Thank God for GST. Yeah. yeah Jesus. Thanks, uh, John Howard. I was going to say thanks, John Howard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a handful of, of, of good things he did. Um, on one hand, yeah. yeah. On one hand, on one hand, yes. Um, cool. Well, thank you, Fulia. Thank you very much. I'm so glad you're having such a great time. I can't wait to uh, for you to come home and hear uh, in person all of um, your exciting adventures. Because yeah, it looks like you're having the time of your life. So that's excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now let's get into the show proper. Um, Michael, what have you been watching this week? Well, I haven't been watching much. Probably the newest thing that I've been watching is I'm watching Ted Lasso, of course. I'm up to the Yay! second season. Uh, I was hoping it for t- to be my um, uh, my comfort food, but it's turning. It's turning. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, I didn't really expect that. I thought, oh. Nope. Oh, okay. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't finished season two yet. I'm up to episode nine. They've just uh, they've just lost the semi final, and mm. yeah, a uh, lot lot of tricky things are happening. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't started watching uh, the uh, third season yet. Mm, okay. So, but I know there's two episodes out. Yeah, so far. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not up to date just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, not really. I've been starting to get back into um, just uh, what you might call it. Just just bits and pieces of uh, Doctor Who, of course. Uh, not necessarily nice. things in order. It's just oh, I haven't which, I haven't watched this episode in a while, and and I haven't watched this episode before, so. Yeah, been mm. been doing that. So, um, the, nice. Uh, what was the movie that uh, I sort of introduced uh, my kids to? Oh yeah, um, uh, re rewatched for me first time for the kids, uh, Space Jam Two. And ah, yeah, they they thought it was boring too. Um, <laughs> something that looks so shiny and new. It's like check this mm. out, and it's like yeah, they didn't really <laughs> have much adventure into it, which is a shame because that make that makes the first one better, and me and my uh, adult brain going, yeah, it's not that great either, but much prefer the first one than the second one. Yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. 
Um, mm. My binge uh, subscription has subsided. So, uh, yeah, and just been uh, going back to um, Paramount Plus on my Prime account. So I've been watching uh, South Park as well. Nice. So I've been watching a new South Park. And, yeah, it's, it's got its moments. I mean, uh, it's funny, but... I don't know. It's 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 not hitting as uh, as much as it has been for a while. So, oh yeah. So that's basically it. Besides the stuff that we're going to talk about later. So, Kendall. Yes. Yes. Divulge. <laughs> Divulge. And now word. Uh, and now word from our sponsor. Divulge. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. Yeah, I watched a few things this week. Um, I will also say I watched Ted Lasso, um, season no three, episode no, two. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers here. Um, no, it's 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 so good. Like I'm really enjoying it so far. It's it's out of the gate very strong with these first two episodes. So um, you've got some good things to look forward to. Um, yeah, I just I just love Roy Kent so much. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best. Um, yeah, so that's fantastic. Uh, and then I also watched um, a movie that came out uh, recently on Disney Plus that we did in Trailer Park a few weeks ago, and that's Boston Strangler. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, starring Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon. Um, I was going to say Natalie uh, Portman. Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I, I know people say they look alike, and I know that the whole Star Wars thing from Phantom <laughs> Menace, but I don't see it. Like I can dis- I can discern them quite easily, but for some reason, some people I know are like, are you serious? They're identical. I'm like, no, I don't, I disagree. It's <laughs> I like, don't know why. <laughs> yeah. It's like Margot Robbie and I can't remember her name, but she's in my, my, uh, my name is Earl. Uh, Jamie Presley. Yeah. Th- those yeah, two they, look, they look very similar. Very similar. But all mm-hmm. white people look the same to me. Ha ha. Ha-ha, we sure do. Um, yes. Well, yeah, so Boston Strangler uh, was good. Uh, it was pretty much a run-of-the-mill true crime, true story journalist movie. They didn't really break the mold with this one. Yeah. Um, so I was slightly disappointed in that aspect, but it was a, it was a good it was a good film. It was well structured. It flowed really nice, like really nice, and I liked the um they had like a, you know, a, fi- a, a kind of a dark filter on, on everything that kind of really, you know, usually the sixties are like, you know, sunshines and ra- sunshine and rainbows and, and all of that shit. And in this, this sixties was a, it was a grim part of the sixties, obviously, cause there are people dying, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the aesthetic of it. It was, it was good. Um, yeah. And Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon were awesome, especially Kira. I really liked her performance, but, but yeah, it's nothing to write home about. Um, but I'm still glad I watched it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, if you're into, if you're into, yeah, your true crime stuff, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, and then the third thing I want to mention, I finally started watching this week is the legend of Vox Machina. Mm. Um, yes. Have you seen it yet, Mike? I've seen the first three episodes. Okay. Just out of the blue, so, and I thought, well, Dungeons and Dragons movie is coming out, and I thought, what would be a good piece to come with it? And I thought, yeah, this one, because I haven't seen yeah. any of Critical Role like whatsoever. And Neither. I thought, uh, go into something that is uh, based on 
the gameplay of Dungeons and Dragons without being Dungeons and Dragons because copyright. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, so we watched the first six episodes of season one, so it's the first half of season one. Um, and I am absolutely loving it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I can't even pick a favorite character. They're all so good and well, well, well written and performed. And each character has its own kind of unique style, um, and aesthetic to them. That's really cool. Um, their and the comedy and it's really funny. In own... Your own class. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I see what you did there. Um, yeah, the comedy is really good uh, in it as well. It's very funny. Uh, very crude, obviously, because this is an MA rated uh, cartoon. Not for kids at all. Um, one of my favorite things about it, though, apart from just the storyline, um, is um, uh, the, the action scenes in this, all the violence and the fighting is, it's something I don't usually, like, I, I'm fine with gory shit. Like, you know, I'm, I, I've seen all of the Saw movies. I'm, I'm, that's fine. But like, I don't usually go out of my way to watch action films, um, really. So when they're in the, but when they're involved with like, in say, for example, example like this in a, in a fantasy setting, I, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really sick, you know? Um, but for some reason, these scenes are just next level. There's like, they're like, they don't have to go this hard, but they do. Um, just, you know, the way certain things like there's a, I won't spoil it, Mike, if, if you're, you know, going to keep watching it, but there's one sequence where like, you know, something kind of comes through a person and kind of rips their heart from within them out and shit. <laughs> and it's just the, the way it was animated and the way it was framed and everything and, and carried out was just really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, and and of course, because Critical Role, you've got uh, all of the all of the Critical Role stars doing the voices. Um, and now that I've you know uh, watched the playthrough of Last of Us, I can just recognize Ashley Johnson's voice immediately. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, there's Ellie, there's Ellie. Yes, but not uh, Ellie. it's funny. Spike. <laughs> Pike, yes, Pike. Mm. Um, yes. Um, it, which is funny because you know Ashley Johnson up until up until recently it used to be for me that woman that Captain America saves in the Avengers, <laughs> and now she's so much more than that. So yeah, that character um, that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, she had a, there was like a deleted scene with her, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like why are we anyway. focusing on this person? <laughs> yeah. Yes, just. For reasons, I suppose. Anyway, so yeah, Legend of Vox Machina, uh, fantastic. Could not recommend it more. Um, if you're into fantasy, if you're into um, really well-told stories, and you know, if, in for having a, a good a good time, and don't mind some violence in your animation, then yeah, get on board. I I could not recommend it higher. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's done. Weekly watchings out of the way. Time now for the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. (laughs) Yes, okay. So, nerdy news time. Um, again, another slow new news week. It's just that time of year, folks. Um, but we have some interesting things to talk about. Starting with 
some controversy uh, out of DC um, because uh, Zachary Levi, who uh, at the moment can be seen playing uh, Shazam in Shazam Fury of the Gods, hashtag not sponsored, um, he confirmed uh, on social media this week um, by sharing an article um, that was talking about um, Dwayne Johnson and his relationship with DC, uh, basically just confer- confirming how how The Rock has interfered with plans uh, to do with Shazam 2 and to do with Black Adam, um, which I, yeah, I'm... I have a real problem with, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have a real problem with if it's, if it's all true, which sounds like it is true, um, which is disappointing to hear. Cause yeah. Cause you know, I want to believe the rock is, is a good guy, but you know, he's the, I'm sure there's an ego there somewhere. And by the sounds of this report, there is one. Um, but basically it seems that, um, yeah, there were, I mean, there were, there were rumors I think of this happening, but it just seems to be confirmed that yeah, they, they, he stopped Shazam from cameoing in Black Adam, um, originally that post credit scene, and I still haven't seen Black Adam, and I, I may or may not eventually. It's pointless now, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, essentially the post credit scene that featured spoilers Superman, oh, Henry Cavill in his last in his last appearance um, as the Man of Steel. Um, basically, that was supposed to be a credit scene featuring Shazam um, being recruited by the uh, JSA. At the end, which is what they've now done. Spoilers for Shazam 2. Uh, at the end of that movie, um, he gets recruited. So they ended up still doing it, but it was supposed to happen in Black Adam. Basically because The Rock was like, you know what? I I want I want Black Adam to fight Superman. I want, I want you know, us, this conflict between us to, to be the, the new focus of the, the DCEU going forward. This is obviously before all of the James Gunn, Peter Safran changeover happened. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, the fact that that's happened and like, and the fact that, especially cause like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's well known that The Rock has been like a proponent of Black Adam and trying to get this movie made for well over a decade. Um, and, cause he's apparently he's such a fan of the character, but what I can't understand if he's such a fan of the character why wouldn't he want to appear in a movie with Shazam? Why would he, why would he be like, let's go with Superman instead? I mean, I get the appeal of Superman. Sure. But Black Adam and Shazam, they're like nemesis, nemeses, you know, they're, they're the two, like that's, that's your, that's your, your team up, your matchup you want in a movie, especially about Black Adam, you know? So the fact that he's like decided to be like, nah, you're not, we're not getting, we're not getting that. You're not getting that at all. Um, yeah. And basically, you know, The Rock also was just not helpful towards director David F. Sandberg, uh, of Shazam 2 either. Um, like he just, yeah, apparently he's done all these shitty things to try and get his own way with the DCEU. And now it's, yeah. I mean, it's all pointless now anyway, regardless of how you take this news, but <laughs> um, but anyway, it's, yeah, it's still, it's quite, it's quite shit. And it sucks that um, he was allowed to do that. I mean, I'm, I think he was a producer on Black and I'm sure, but um, still, I don't know. I don't like it. Mike, what do you, what do you make of all of this drama that's unfolding over at DC? Mm. Um, 
It's good that the uh, universe is getting rebooted, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah, it is unfortunate, and uh, I suppose the biggest casualty was probably um, uh, Henry Cavell and mm. him getting pretty much screwed over. Uh, and But now he's doing Warhammer. That's all right. <laughs> uh, was going to be coming back as Superman. Now there's no plans for Superman to be coming back. And, well, with Henry Cavill. And yeah, it just sounds like egos flowing fly. Bye. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And I suppose mm, uh, Levi's got nothing else to lose. I mean, he, he's he's not going to do... <laughs> A rock and lie about the um the earnings for his movie, and mm. and uh, he's saying, well, that's basically it. Uh, I think I'm, <laughs> I think we're done. Even the director is saying, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm I'm done with this. yeah films. Yeah, I saw I saw that. Yeah, yeah it's like ah, oh, no, yeah. no one's winning at this, which is a shame because no. what I've heard, I haven't seen it, but uh, what I've heard, it's 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 an okay film. It's just. It's fine. Yeah, it's just it's just the cards that you dealt with, unfortunately. And mm. maybe there's going to be leeway for Le- Levi to come back for the new changing of the guard, but who knows? It's all up to Flash, and everyone's not really talking about Aquaman, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, Aquaman's been forgotten almost completely, it seems. I keep forgetting about it, to be honest. Yeah, so... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. I was a little disappointed to see the, the box office returns for Shazam two this week um, and the reviews because it's yeah. I uh, I didn't actually think it was that bad, um, really. Um, so I, I I would probably just put the box office down to the fact that well, people people are not dumb and they know that this whatever they're trying to set up in this movie doesn't, it's not going to go anywhere. So there's probably people that are like, well, I don't need to see this. And a part of the whole culture around superhero movies now is the fact that they've Marvel, especially have drilled into us that you have to see fucking everything. And if you know, you don't have to watch a thing, they're not going to waste their money, especially now with, you know, everyone's finances obviously being a lot tighter. Um, people are going to, people are going to wait until this goes on streaming, I think. So that's, That's where my my head's at with that, unfortunately. True, and also for yeah. uh, normal people, I want to say, uh, who who don't know any better, like like with secondhand knowledge of superhero stuff as well, you, you need to get them into the cinema as well. It's like, oh yeah, I've heard yeah. that this is okay, so I'll just come and watch it and see see what happens. I I suppose that's what like the biggest thing about. Um, like big block blockbusters is you can get everyone in uh, without without having like the backstory and everything, like like uh, Infinity War and and especially Endgame can uh, was like an anomaly where everyone went to see it and not necessarily have seen the movies leading up to it because like you know second second hand it's like oh all these characters are coming in and they're just watching a a, a good film like from start mm-hmm. to finish and then they need to come back because it was a two-parter <laughs> they ended with a cliffhanger what the hell and <laughs> yeah so yeah you need to get the normies in somehow 
And that's very true. And even with the diehards saying, yeah, we don't really need to watch it, really. We can just wait until Flash. I think Flash is going, probably going to be uh, probably the last hurrah for this last guard for the for for the old guard and then man and then for sure and as i said whatever aquaman's doing yeah whatever aquaman's doing yeah lord um cool all right well that's done just keeping it in dc though for our next story this just broke this morning um set photos have revealed our first glimpse of Lady Gaga in costume as Harley Quinn. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, he says. Okay. Not confirmed. <laughs> Not confirmed. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, we'll, get to, we'll get to your thoughts yeah, in a yeah. second, Mark. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, I feel like it's confirmed. But anyway. Um, yes, look, you're right, though. It is... No one's confirmed that she's playing Harley, but it's, yeah, it's, it's very likely. We, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we know, we know, especially after this, this outfit reveal. Um, yeah, so they're filming some outdoor scenes uh, for Joker Folia de um, during the week. And yeah, there's photos of Gaga kind of wearing, she's kind of wearing the Harley, you know, the classic Harley colors, the, the red, the black, the white. She's got the diamonds on. Um, in her tights and in the the white shirt she's wearing, and they're kind of embroidered into the the red uh, the red jacket she's wearing that has these really nice sort of poofy sleeves going on. Um, and then the eye makeup, just the and the the, the whole makeup aesthetic in general um, is 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 really yeah, it's really Harley. It's it's like not super obviously over the top Harley Quinn, but it's um but it's but it's cool. Um, I yeah I don't mind it. I look forward to seeing it in context in the movie. Um, once once we get there next year, I think it's next year that it's coming out. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I'm a fan of of the way of the way she looks, and I'm very excited to see um, yeah how it's all going to play out. Still a little you know skeptical on the musical aspect, but um, oh, but on. you know it'll be fun. <laughs> it. It'll be fine. Look, I've made my thoughts very clear about this movie. This movie does not need to exist. The first one was perfect on its own. It doesn't need a sequel, but here we are. It's Hollywood. We're going to get a sequel regardless. Um, so I'm just going to go in and enjoy it because I'm such a fan of Lady Gaga's. She's uh, so talented. Um, and I look forward to seeing her bring this character to life. So, um, yeah, Mike, what are, your, what are your thoughts and theories about uh, the, the look of Harley mm. Quinn? Yay. Um, Yay. yeah I'm getting really excited about this because uh, nice. a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago there was the footage of the three jokers running down the street and, oh I missed that yeah um, uh, and a lot of people are speculating it's going to do what the first one did uh, there's a lot a lot of narrative is going to be in jo- in uh, the joker's head Arthur Arthur's head so mm-hmm. we we don't know what's real and what's not. I mean, and with Harley, uh, they could do something uh, very interesting where the relationship uh, between between the two 
could be different from both parties, which is probably interesting. And that's why there's sort of a, a musical aspect as well. So so it could be in Joker's head that they're, they're, they're doing a musical as well. So, <laughs> And I kind of like that. Kind of like that thing where you're watching it and you don't know what's real and what's not. It's like, and that's and and that's a very interesting take for the Joker, and because mm. the the relationship between Joker and Harley has always been very problematic, and uh, I like the fact that nowadays that they're trying trying to make um, Harley a bit more of a rounded character and and more. Uh, more of a, a a character that's uh, that that has urgency and not necessarily relying on uh, the Joker to be like the Joker's girlfriend and all that, especially with the the cartoon Harley series, which is absolutely fantastic and I really enjoy it. And I really enjoyed the um the uh, uh, the um well, what do you call it the Valentine's Day episode that came out this year, and that was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and there's also a little bit that I uh, I found one of the photos is uh, there could be another character in this as well. Uh, not sure if I sh- not sure if I s- should spoil it or not. I mean, you can if you want. I don't mind. Yeah. Well, uh, the the scene takes place on the steps of the courthouse. And everyone is like, free the Joker and all, all this stuff. And one of the signs says, Dent is a clown. Uh, yeah, I did, I did, I did uh, hear about this. Mm. Ooh. We could be getting uh-huh. more rogues gallery. Yeah. And it could be a time yeah. jump as well, because it looks like, it, it looks, it looks like almost 90s sort of attire as well so who knows if there's a jump with with uh batman as well so well bruce mm. yeah so i'm I, i'm excited i mean i was skeptical myself mm. and then i and then all this stuff coming out i was like that's a very interesting take for a sequel and i'm i'm all for yeah. it yeah so when's yeah, it coming yeah, yeah. out kendall yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's next year, yeah. uh, if, especially if, especially if they're filming um, now. I'm fairly certain I remember it being the release date being 2024. So, um, yeah, that was one of the aspects you, you mentioned about how, like, you know, a lot of things being in Arthur's head. Um, that was one of my favorite aspects of the first film I really enjoyed. Um, the fact that, like, even though he's our main character, he's... He's an unreliable narrator, essentially, and you can't really trust what you're seeing, what he's experiencing, um, what you're watching him experience. Um, So I I hope they play with that more. And I feel like, you know, that's probably how the musical aspect of it will come into play. Mm. Um, It'll be in his mind sort of thing, Uh, even though that's that's a little cliche, I suppose. But if they do it in a super interesting way, which I imagine they will, then, um, Yeah. yeah, it'll work. They did it in The Boys, so... They did. <laughs> yeah, the previous jo- Joker show uh, movie uh, it just blew my mind when when someone just twigged as like all the clocks have the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought, what? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, same. 
Same. All right, speaking of things we enjoy, um, our third and final item in the news this week uh, is actually uh, some more casting, as if this cast couldn't get any bigger. We have more names being added to the Rings of Power for Season 2. Um, but these names have me very excited, two of them in particular. So we have um, an actress who I'm not familiar with, um, Tanya Moody, Um She's joining the cast. Uh, she actually had a small role in Rise of Skywalker um, and has appeared in um, Sherlock and Discovery of Witches. Um, and I'm excited to see whoever she's playing. Um, but the two names that I'm really interested in are Rory Kinnear and Kieran Hines. Um, have, they've joined the cast of Rings of Power. Um, now Rory, Rory Kinnear is a very talented actor, uh, on stage and screen. Um, and most people will know him from the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Um, and, uh, last year he was in Alex Garland's film Men, which I still haven't watched. Um, but it looked amazing. It was like a, a twisted kind of horror movie. Um, I need to get around it, but yeah, Rory Kinnear is, is so talented. So I'm, I'm, really excited to see uh who he's playing um in season two um but kieran hines is is a big win um he's actually it's funny because he he was in game of thrones um he was Mansurator, um the leader of the free folk um in in that show and uh most recently he was uh nominated for an oscar for his performance in belfast uh last year um, and he was very, very good in that movie too. He's also in Harry Potter and I can't remember who he plays. Mike, do you remember who he plays in Harry Potter? Mm, it's probably I one can't... of the later ones. I can't remember. It's yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely Hallows, but I can't remember which, um, I meant to look it up before we hit record and I, oh, I forgot. Um, you're going to need a remember all. I need a remember all. All right. No more. So funny. No, <laughs> no more Harry Potter talk. No, I'm just going to find who he played. Oh, he played Aberforth. Okay. That's a big role. Oh, okay. Big, big minor role. Yeah, he was, yeah, Kieran Hines was Aberforth. Okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, um, no idea who any of these actors are playing. Uh, same with the, the previous roster that was announced to join the show uh, a couple of months back. Um, with the exception of um, Sam Hazeldean, who's replacing Joseph Maul as Adar. Um, but the rest of them, we have no idea who they're playing. But I imagine if you've got um, someone who, as formidable as Kieran Hines in your cast, you're going to be using him for a major role. So um, I'm excited to see the theories commencing online as to who he'll be playing. Um, yeah, they're filming. They're filming right now. It's out next year. I can't wait. Um, Michael, do you have any thoughts on, on these actors joining Rings of Power? Yeah, yeah don't really have much to say on it because we've only got people who casting and no names um no no um, characters attached to them yet yeah just keep it keep it to the chest keep it secret i mean we already know who's um Saruman and i'm so, I, i'm so thinking it's i don't think it's gandalf still that's this this the stranger the yeah stranger. I, I don't think it is <sighs> I don't want it to be. I think it is because they they literally basically spelled it out at the end of season one that he's that he's Gandalf. Like it, 
Mm. How can you? Why would they do that and then it not be Gandalf? Like I, I don't, I don't want it to be Gandalf. I would rather. I don't think it's Saruman, but I, I, I want it to be one of the blue wizards. We need blue wizards, and and they're going to Rune, so it makes sense if it would were blue wizards because that's where the blue wizards are supposed to oh, be this two. time. So. so there's two. Yes. Maybe he yeah. splits in half. He's an amoeba. <laughs> well, they're not really men, so. Yeah. So who knows? I don't know. Um, who knows? Yeah, I don't. Exciting theories. Yeah. Also, uh, talking about casting, I got a little bit of news as well. Oh, do you? Do you want me? Uh, there's some casting news for, for the new uh, um, uh, Ghostbusters movie. Have you seen that Oh, one? no, I missed that. Yeah. Go on. Uh, uh, there's four. I can only remember two. Um, okay. One is Patton Oswalt. Hey. hey. Nice. Maybe he's doing a voice for, for a ghost. Can't wait for that. And also uh, Kamal Nanjalami. Ah. But not in nice. the proton pack, maybe. I don't know. So you're going to get some comedy in 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 Ghostbusters. Comedy in your Ghostbusters. Extra Hope comedy. Hope you like your comedy in your Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just looking up to see who the other... Oh, okay. Two names that... One I'm familiar with... Uh, Emily Allen Lind, um, she was, um, she's been in a bunch of TV and stuff. Um, and James Acaster, I don't know who he is. Oh, he's a um, British comedian. Is he? Yeah, does mostly oh. British stuff in the, oh, cool. in the UK. <laughs> nice. Well, that's exciting to see um, Patton and Camille join the, mm. the cast of the sequel. I can't wait. So good. Yeah, filming right now in in London. In London. London, England. London, England. <laughs> and that was my little tidbit for today. Oh, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. It's all right. I, I just saw it today. And I thought, Ooh, cool. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. All right, nerdy news is done and dusted. And they were Let's... both in Eternals. <laughs> oh my God, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were too. Jesus Christ. That's so funny. Uh, what a movie. Um, cool. Nerdy news is done. Let's roll on up to the trailer park, shall we? Bear with me. I got a bear. Can bear. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. 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 All right. So we stacked out trailer park this week because of the light, uh, the light news. Uh, so we've got four trailers to discuss today, and starting with our final trailer, apparently. Though you know, I'd never believe when anyone says it's a final trailer. Um, final trailer for Renfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I can speak for both of us here that we were already in before we even saw a trailer for this movie, um, <laughs> especially after seeing the first one. Um, I, yeah, I really, yeah, I just want to watch it. I Mm. just want to watch this movie. I just want it in my eyes and my ears. Um, But it was nice to see, I suppose, a little bit more of, not even just what the story is, um, but more so just the aesthetic of this film and the the action set pieces of this film. Um, I, yeah, 
looks so cool. I love the choices of like the colors that they're yeah. using. The, co- the color palettes are really cool, really interesting. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say because I just, yeah, it just all looks great. I, di- I didn't need this trailer at all. Like I said, um, it was an okay trailer. I preferred the first one more, I think. Um, but, um, but yeah, it just, this movie just looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, and I'm here for Nicolas Cage's Dracula. I just, I want to see, I want to see how he goes, um, with this character. It looks like he's going to, well, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Like he's having, looks like he's having the time of his life <laughs> play, <laughs> playing this role. So being Dracula, being Dracula. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it for me, really. I just want to see it now. So I'm glad it's coming out in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Um, Mike, what did you think of this trailer? Yeah, same. I, this is really tickling my fancy. And mm-hmm. yeah, and as you said, the the the, um, the stylized sort of take of it. Uh, I, I don't know what if there's an actual name for it, but I like to call it Neon Punk, where where it's just blood and gore and just funny. <laughs> and it, and it it would it would be the continuation of the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula, but in modern day. I mean, we have had a modern day Dracula before, but uh, you know, with the um Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat um take of Dracula, which had a very mm-hmm. good first episode. And then they decided to put Dracula in the modern day and he's making quips about uh, 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 an iPad. Fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just watch the first episode and, and, and you're good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and there's also a weird uh, relationship story arc between him and who's being uh, uh, Van Helsing as well. It's, it's it's weird. It's weird. If you if you if you're gonna watch it, then just grain of salt that I didn't like the the rest of it until they okay yeah. Um, Thanks for the tip. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And back to this movie that looks really cool and interesting, and yeah, and and Aquafina as well. I actually forgot she was actually in this, and and she yeah, she's a lot of fun as well like going to be our eyes into this uh, weird world that's got dracula in it mm. and oh yeah i just I, I, yeah as i said it just tickles my fancy it's just i don't care if it's going to be bad or <laughs> it just it just looks like a lot of fun yeah and for some reason it got me thinking of stuff that um I like to think about and also the um, Ghostbusters thing is also in my head as well and it's a good mixture. I I was thinking about it that what if if, um, Ghostbusters was directed in the 80s, like the original, was directed by Sam Raimi? That that would have been a cool movie. I I do appreciate the the first one, uh, but... That that just something like that, <laughs> like blood and gore oh, I like with, that. with yeah. Ghostbusters, but mm-hmm. yeah, and and with this, I just really enjoy enjoy it. And Nicolas Cage is 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 being Nicolas Cage as as Dracula, and he just it just looks like fun. So when is this coming out, Kendall? 
<laughs> Renfield uh, is coming out very soon here in Australia uh, on the 6th of April. So uh, very, very soon. Mm. Looking forward to it very much. Um, our next trailer uh, is for a Netflix film that um, only recently sort of came into the zeitgeist. I didn't really know about it uh, until a few weeks ago, but now we have our first trailer to more of a teaser trailer and that's for, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. Hmm. Um, yes. Um, I would have hoped Netflix would have spent a little bit more money on this, <laughs> but unless they're just kind of going like trying to intentionally capture like the, the, the feel of the original series and the movie, like the nineties, you know, Power Rangers, they've definitely nailed that, um, in recreating certain locations and sets and visual design of certain characters and, and, um, and yeah, I mean, obviously the, 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 the CGI is a bit more advanced than it was in the nineties, but, um, but yeah, for this, I feel like they could have gone a bit better, but Hey, that's, I don't think that's what the purpose of this movie is. You're not coming to Power Rangers for, um, for quality, uh, production. Uh, I think you're, you know, you're coming for the fights. You're coming for the, the nostalgia, especially with this film, because it's bringing back, um, some of the classic characters from the original series. Um, and I just, I kind of can't believe how well, um, Zach, the black Ranger, he has aged. I am stunned. He looks, people say Keanu Reeves is a vampire. Well, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, um, he might be one instead because damn, he looks good for his age. Um, you could say something and, racist here. You could. And, and, and I know exactly what you're going to say, but, but, but don't. They Just don't crack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, yes. So I'm just trying to find the cast listing so I can actually have people's names here and not be. Wrong. Walter Jones is the actor I'm referring to. Walter Jones. Um, yeah, he looks incredible. Um, and then, of course, you've got um, David Yost, uh, Billy, the Blue Ranger, returning um, as well. It's good to see the two of them back. Like, they're from the original, original series. Mm. I believe there are other there are other actors in here from other incarnations of the Rangers that I... Some of them I don't remember completely. Um, I do remember, um, Karen Ashley's Aisha Campbell, the Yellow Ranger who is in the movie, uh, Power Rangers. Um, but I also got to say, I really appreciated that they seem to be kind of paying tribute in a way to, um, the actress that played Trini in the original series. Mm. Um, I've, I've got to get her name too. I'm just trying to, I'm just scrambling on IMDb trying to get names. Um, because she, uh, sadly in real life, she passed away. She was in a car accident. Um, after, I think after either during the show still being filmed or after it being filmed. Was um, yeah, very, very sad. Um, I can't find her bloody name. Where is it? Oh Lord. The only other thing I'm like disappointed about though, with this, this movie is the fact that, um, and I'm guessing it was filmed before Jason David Frank passed away, but, um, because there doesn't seem to be any kind of reference to him, but I imagine there'll be some kind of 
uh, baked in um, tribute to him mm-hmm. at the end of it, I, I would say. Um, who played Trini in Power Rangers? <coughs> God, now I'm going to cough. Sorry, excuse me. So that, I'll just uh, say, hi, Carrie from... from oh, Carrie. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of her name. Um, uh, to, I can't even... It's spelled T-H-U-Y, and I don't want to say it wrong. I don't want to be disrespectful. That's her first name, and her surname is Trang. Um, but, but yes, I remember Trini in the, uh, in the original series, and I really liked her. Um, the other thing to mention that uh, is that Amy Jo Johnson, who's the original Pink Ranger, she was uh, apparently going to be in this movie, but uh, sorry, series. It's actually a series, not a movie. I need to clarify that. Um, she was apparently going to be in it, but um, Netflix didn't offer her enough money, I think, was the, the situation. She didn't like what they, they were offering in terms of, of payment. Um, so she declined to appear, um, which is disappointing, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It looks, it looks all right. I'm not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> after all that, um, I, 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 I appreciate the nostalgia and I, and I, and I know there's going to be so many people like the fa- the Power Rangers fan base is huge. Um, so there's going to be so many people worldwide that are going to be ch- tuning in to watch this and I hope it's good. I really do. And it's nice to see, as I said, some of the OGs coming back um, and reprising their roles. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not, if it, if I, if it gets good reviews, maybe I'll check it out, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Michael, what did you think of this trailer? Yeah, it's all right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, um, I found it on, on the internet and I had to show my wife because my wife's a big fan of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and she's showed our kids the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and and the oldest can can sing the the theme song so I have no doubt that I will be watching this um wouldn't be my choice but (laughs) probably sit down as a family uh uh, Carrie has chimed in. Uh, depends if it is for relaunching the toys. Maybe. I mean, mm. uh, Netflix ha- has done like a deal with Hasbro with um, uh, the new uh, My Little Pony sort of range, and and there's a lot of new My Little Pony stuff. So it it could be because um, uh, Power Rangers. Uh, is on Netflix as well, so they could be doing a deal. Maybe I don't know, um, but yeah, it it, it could be like uh, a new string of Mighty Morphins uh, with the with the original um, uh, robots, <laughs> the the ones that you collect them all and you make them make them big Voltron, which is not Voltron, you know, and it's got a sword. Yeah. I didn't like it as a kid either, so. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, it's stick to some Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so it, it definitely looks interesting, and no doubt it's it, it's for the people who grew up with it, and, and yeah, and Carrie chimes in, get the parent get the parents back on board to buy the toys for their kids, or the parents will buy the toys for themselves. <laughs> 
I mean, we are living in an age where m- more adults have toys than actual children. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, when is this series going to drop? Yes, well, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, once and always, will be dropping on Netflix on the 19th of April. Yep, an original voice yeah. cast coming back as well, as Johnny mm. Five and Rita. Alpha, Alpha Five? No, Johnny Five. Is it Alpha Five? Yeah, Johnny Five. <laughs> Short circuit, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you, I get you. Number Five is still alive. Aye, 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 aye. Aye, aye, aye. Same guy who does the voice for, for Invader Zim. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, love it. Zim! That was loud. That was loud. I love it. Oh, good stuff. Okay, so our third trailer, switching gears completely for this next one. Um, this is a, a trailer for a series, mini-series, uh, another true crime thing, so it's right up my alley, starring Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, this is love and death. Um, so but I'm trailer. going to be. Yeah, but how's the trailer? <laughs> nice. Um, I'm gonna start basically by saying how kind of spooky the world is. So last night I was sitting down and I was watching. I started watching a series, uh, a mini series that I'm gonna finish after this podcast called Candy. Starring Jessica Biel, uh, and it is about uh, you know a, a murder that takes place in Texas in 1980. And then I'm watching this trailer when I'm preparing the doc, like the doc for for the show. And then I'm seeing that it's the exact same story. The similarities. Um, this is this is another adaptation of this true crime that happened in, in, in Texas in 1980, where uh, Candy Montgomery was accused of killing or may actually have killed. I haven't gotten that far in the series yet. I, Oh, uh, killed a housewife by the name of Betty Gore um, with an ax 41 times. She went full Lizzie Borden on her. Um, and or Jack uh, Torrance yeah. to that door. Yes. Well, it's funny because in the in the in the show Candy in the the episode like just before Betty gets it, um, she's actually reading a newspaper and on it is an article reviewing The Shining, <laughs> Kubrick's The Shining, and talking about what a flop it was. And I just thought that was that was <laughs> that was great. I really liked that a lot. Here's um, Candy. Here's Candy. Anyway, so yeah, I just thought. The universe is a very spooky place when I'm like watching this mini series and then I'm then afterwards I'm preparing to do the podcast and literally the trailer I pick is another version of this story. <laughs> so I mind kind of blown a little bit. Um but anyway, um as for this this interpretation, I'm excited to watch it. It feels completely different from the one I'm I'm currently watching. Um which is good considering it's always funny when, you know, the timing of Hollywood, you know, they, when they, ter- sometimes these things happen, especially last year with two versions of Pinocchio. Um, three, you know, actually. People were, well, three, technically, yes, three. You are correct, three. Um, but like when, you know, the same, same stories of the same kind of things sort of happen at once, it doesn't really, it does happen, it doesn't happen very often. Um, but it, 
I, I appreciated that because I, I, after online, when I realized what the hell this was about, I, I, I did some research to see what's going on here. Why would we, why do we have two stories of this coming out within a year of each other? Um, and I couldn't really get a straight answer on that, but I did find out that the creator of Candy, the show that I'm watching, uh, basically said in a statement a couple of months ago that she's excited to see uh, this version. She's going to watch it. She, she herself has watched, she mentioned she watches like uh, four or five different documentaries on the same topic and like just all for different takes. Like um, basically there, there seems to be different ways to interpret this, this story and this crime, the way it unfolded. So um, it's, yeah, it's going to be from a different sort of perspective and based on this trailer it looks like that's what's going to happen especially aesthetically this is a very different show it's still set in the late 70s early 80s but it's it doesn't look as like in the candy series they really leaned into that 70s vibe um quite a bit you know, which i found really interesting um but this show seems to be a bit more relaxed on that um and i don't think they're going for uh, uh lookalikes to the real people more in this as whereas in the candy one I think they did try to do that a bit more because Elizabeth Olsen looks very different from Jessica Biel when you compare the two of them side by side in character completely different um but I'm here to see I'm here to see her in this role um especially because you know I'm, I'm a big fan of hers and excited to see what choices she makes now that she's done playing Scarlet Witch um or is she um <laughs> You know, she's very talented, so um, yes, I'm here for her. And Jesse Plemons um, as well, big fan of his, very talented actor. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, hold one second. Sure. Sorry, everybody, Kendall is sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, Jesse Plemons is great, and yeah, I, I, so I'm definitely here to see their performances. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good. It looks, yeah, like I said, it looks different from from Candy. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what kind of take on the story and on the murder they're going to provide um, in this. Hopefully it's good. I mean, it's HBO, so it's going to it's gonna have something on it, I think. Um, it'll be good to some degree, at least. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, Michael, um, um, what, did, what did you make of this trailer? Yeah, it... it definitely looks very interesting and it looks something familiar as well like i probably probably know this story like in the back of my head of where 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 it came from like Mm -hmm. for some reason yeah it just seemed very familiar and and how stuff happened and i suppose considering um most true crime has been done done to death uh so so there's not really many stories out there but um yeah definitely it definitely looks um like i'm not that big fan of like true crime or anything like that but the way but the way that they film uh film true crime is definitely an interesting aspect because you are dealing with like um, actual people as well um, and their and their stories and and the conundrum is how, how do you uh, present something that that has happened and real people had to deal with this sort, sort of thing 
and and I suppose yeah it's it's up to well it was a it was a couple of decades ago so they could probably still do it uh, still they don't have to do it as justice just for a, a bit of film and not to be taken seriously i mean i mean you just watched the uh, boston strangler so mm. so yeah um i'm not sure if i would watch it because as i said i'm not that big fan of true crime and that because <sighs> reality is is already horrific <laughs> So, yeah stick to my superheroes <laughs> but yeah all, all, all for all for them um if i don't know yeah i probably probably won't see it so when am i not going to see it kendall yeah. <laughs> um well love and death uh it's going to be streaming on hbo max in the states on the 27th of april um, which likely means it'll be available for us on Binge and Foxtel here in Australia. Oh, so. and my binge just oh. finished. And up. your binge just lapsed. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Maybe next Fair month. Enough. Maybe next time. Um, all right, we've got one last trailer to talk about, uh, and that is our uh, first trailer for um, the new Broken Lizard movie, Quasi. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen everything Broken Lizard's done. I, I am a fan of Beer Fest. I think that's a really funny movie. Um, and I vaguely remember Super Troopers, but it's cool to see them back doing, you know, doing something a little bit different, um, but still bringing their, you know, typical comedic style, um, to the story of Quasimodo for some reason, um, which is sort of mixed in with like medieval stuff going on and, and stuff to do with the church and, and, and whatnot. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Ah, sorry, everyone. That's right. Bit right. of a long one there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I won't talk too much longer then. Um, yeah, I might check this out. It looks really funny. Um, and yeah, I'm all, I'm definitely for, uh, you know, comedic takes on like period, period sort of stuff, I suppose, if you want to call this a period piece, I guess you would. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and, and the fact that these guys just, you know, you know, they're like the Monty Python team. They just play. 500 characters uh, between them uh, in in the whole movie. So um, that's pretty fun as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I was laughing watching this trailer. So, um, yeah, I'll happily check it out, I think. Um, Mike, what did you make of Quasi? Yeah, um, I haven't watched their movies in a very long time. I mean, uh, probably BFS is pro probably, probably my favourite. And... And I haven't seen Super Troopers in in ages, so it's probably a worth rewatch. Like coming up to watching this because yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, they they have really lost their sort of uh, comedic style. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is very stupid, and yeah, sometimes you need need that in your life. Just just watching stupid stuff, 
and the period sort of comedy aspect it it definitely reminds me of um uh what came out not too long ago but history of the world part two and how they and how they're sort of making fun making fun of like history and of its time and i don't think this one uh, has the sort of uh accuracy when it comes to to um to to historic events i think they're just having fun with 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 the sort of concept of having medieval um france but with quasimodo who's a fictional character from hugo uh victor hugo victor hugo yeah 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 so looks interesting might watch it not with not with the kids of course but it's like (laughs) yeah i'm gonna watch it and it's like yeah i'm 16 again and watching this (laughs) so when's this coming out Kendall? well uh quasi uh is dropping uh on hulu if you're in the states on the 20th of april um but uh yeah i imagine it'll probably be on disney plus uh for us here in australia on star on star yes on star okay that's trailer park done which means it's now time for a quickie review quickie review whoa whoa all right, so uh, now is the time where we talk about The Mandalorian. Yes, episode four, season three, The Foundling came out this week. And uh, yeah, um, some really good stuff in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really cool. I, yeah, Are you sure I enjoyed- it's not a filler episode? <laughs> it's not really no. that you know continues the story it's just filler it's just filler no no this is not a filler episode <laughs> no 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 um it's not the destination yeah, no. it's the journey yes this is true although i'm i'm concerned about the journey overall considering we've only got four episodes left um but i have faith it will be fine it will be fine. And it looks like we're getting a Ahsoka, uh, probably, um, at some point. So, we'll see. Um, as of this episode, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, I'm I'm finding it funny that um, Din is seemingly becoming a background character in his own show um, after Book of Boba Fett last year. Um, interesting that they've gone down that route. But that's okay because I'm here for the Bo-Katan and Grogu show. Um, give me that please. I, I'm really enjoying Bo-Katan, I keep saying. Um, and it's, it's this, this week it remained true. Um, I'm, I ha- wasn't expecting her to follow the creed, uh, at all. Um, like I was kind of thinking that she would eventually go, oh, screw this and, you know, take her helmet off or whatever. But no, she seems, she really wants to actually give it a, a go. Um, which I kind of respect and admire. And I suppose it's, again, because she was pretty much by herself um, and feeling all sorry for herself. And, and then her, you know, her home got destroyed. So I suppose that she needs to, or she wants to feel close to, to her people, I guess. Um, but, but it's nice that she's not, she doesn't seem to have 
well, yet, we don't know, but she doesn't seem to have any plans of trying to uh, take over um, the, the covert from, um, from the armourer. I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, but I did enjoy how she was kind of the propellant of the story in terms of trying to rescue the young boy that was taken by the, you know, the giant winged creature um, and kind of, you know, earning respect amongst the, 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 the people of the watch, the children of the watch, um, especially, especially Paz Vizsla, um, considering Vizsla and Kree's, their houses have some history that I, I am not fully aware of, but I know the stuff that happens between them in the Clone Wars. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and yeah, what else could I say? Oh yeah, about that, the Mythosaur thing at the end, how she's trying to, I found it interesting that the armor was like, yes, that was a nice vision you had. Mm. And doesn't believe her for a second. She actually saw the Mythosaur. Um, uh, but then, you know, I like the fact that she's now wearing the, the symbol of the Mythosaur on her new piece of armor on her shoulder. I thought that was, I thought that was good. Um, and then as for the, the, the Grogu stuff, I mean, that was my favorite part of the whole episode. The fact that we got, you know, not expecting it at all to get this just sudden, the, the, the full play out of this flashback sequence that's been teased for what feels like ages now of, um, you know, order 66 happening with Grogu, uh, and who saved him. Um, and then, yeah. And then we find out who, who saved him. And it was, um, uh, was it Keller and Beck is the name of the Jedi, um, Mm. who, who appeared, um, in the YouTube series, um, uh, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, which is like a game show, uh, that I wasn't even aware of existed. Uh, but the best thing about this, everyone is of course, the fact that Keller and Beck is played by none other than Ahmed Best. Um, who, if you're, you know, not a huge Star Wars fan or, you know, don't understand, uh, basically he's Jar Jar Binks. He's the actor who played Jar Jar Binks in the prequels. So and it was um, him. <laughs> it was him who gave the supreme powers to the Chancellor. Um, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a beautiful moment for him, um, given the shit that he had to go through uh, following the release of Phantom Menace, uh, a lot of fans took out their hatred uh, of the character Jar Jar Binks on him. Um, I mean, some did the right thing and had a go at George Lucas, yes, um, <laughs> but they unfortunately yeah, directed a lot of their ire his way and he went through some really awful things uh-huh, following his time as Jar Jar Binks. Um, but the fact that not only did Lucasfilm give him the opportunity to host this game show for them, they actually got to, him, got to let him be in canon a Jedi and a pretty badass Jedi, if I may say so, uh, rescuing Grogu um, and dual wielding green and blue sabers and getting awesome bits of dialogue. And, and just, I was, I was so, I got tears in my eyes, seriously. I was just like, this is, this is nice. This is what it's about. When Star Wars is good, I know it's nostalgia and all this shit, but I love, I do love it. Yeah. It's member berries, but it's, it's not, it's, it's member berries in a different way. It's not, it's yeah. not, you know, Luke. It's not Luke coming in at the end of uh, season two to, to, you know, to save the day. It's here is this character, here is this actor that got shat on so bad 
that he basically like, you know, gave up his career essentially. Um, and here he is now and he's been given a spotlight and given the chance to actually redeem, um, you know, not that he needed to redeem himself, but you know what I mean? Like he, the chance for the fans to actually mm. get to appreciate him the way he deserves. And I just think it's beautiful. And I really love the fact that they did that. Um, and it was such a cool sequence to see um, as well. Um, and then I'll just, before I throw it in, Mike, I'll just say that I also really enjoyed watching the armorer kind of take Grogu under her wing and, and talk to, talk to him about, um, you know, the Mandalorian creed and the culture and the importance of the forge. And then the fact that he gets his own little, uh, chest plate, uh, was very funny yeah. as well. Uh, a very, very, very good, very good. But I, and, and then the, um, the fight scene with the darts was also quite entertaining. Mm. <laughs> little little baby baby Grogu um but yeah so there was a lot to like about this week's episode I I thought um yeah really cool stuff um I'm just yeah wanting to know where it's all leading but we'll find out hopefully soon um what did you think of episode four Mike I really like this one and it was definitely a good standalone episode like there's no real big like continuation to anything really it was just it was just a good standalone and just looking back and well literally looking back to um the history uh, the sort of styles of mandalore and how and how bogotan is sort of is starting to question it's it's more or less her story as well of because we don't really well for the casual viewer people don't really know who she is and her story and the, this definitely does is her story so far because we know a lot about din and then uh, and how that relationship is going, going to play out and how she's sort of um dealing with well i'm in the situation at the moment and i don't really have much left of my previous thing as like i do have there's uh i do have um uh, this uh, I know I know the stories I know uh, I know the lore and everything and I could play this in a couple of ways and I I kind of like the aspect of she has two different sides now of where where she can go and I think that's going to be the play out thing like I I always think this is probably going to be leading to another civil war maybe to of now that we now that people are starting to know that Mandalore is livable, are they going to rebuild? And what is that going to look like when you're dealing with factions that are fractured within, within the dealing, uh, dealing with the fractured sort of law between Mandalore and that? And that's very interesting and, and fun and, and cool. And it's all about family. It's all about family, Fast and Furious and stuff, and uh, yeah, and the and the Grogu stuff is definitely a highlight. And it's like, oh no, we're going to go through Order Six uh, Six again. It's like, what? It's going to be like the origin of Batman. It's like we've seen it before. Stop, stop it. <laughs> but. Uh, big. Uh, the big question is, how did he escape, and how, uh, uh, who helped him, and we we found out. Um, 
it, it's it's not going to be like someone we know. It's going to be someone. It was. It's going to be someone new, but it's a definitely a deep cut for uh, Star Wars itself, and it's just fitting to fact that they're so they're. It's not really a redeem for for like Jaja or anything like that. It's it, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just he was doing his job and it's just the older generation didn't really appreciate what a lot of our generation who were kids didn't really mind because he he was a, a big lovable clown basically in star wars and yeah <laughs> and then getting flashbacks from spaced as well where you got the simon pegg character just yelling at a kid who wants a jar jar figurine <laughs> That was the toxic fandom at that time, yeah. and yeah. and yeah, and and our generation growing up is like we do have an appreciation for the prequel uh, prequel um, trilogy because we were children and we didn't really know like much about Star Wars. We knew what Star Wars was, and it's like, oh, cool, more Star Wars. This is going to be our Star Wars. And then the older generation who watched this, who watched it during the 80s, it's like, this wasn't our Star Wars. It's dealing with, it's dealing with trade federations and all this stuff. It's like, what, what is this? And who's the Jar Jar person? And then they sort of did a course correction where Jar Jar was sort of, um, turned out to be the, the one that, screwed us over basically and yeah having said that i have seen and 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 uh i sort of agree with that when when beck got grogu uh, out of there and went to the um place for the uh, drop off and pick up that ship was a naboo ship and, yeah. and those guards were Naboo Senate guards. Who's who? Who's the uh, Naboo senator at that time? Padme, right? And Isn't ja it? Well, Padme was off. Was was pretty much not there because she's pregnant. It was, oh, was it Jar Jar? It was Jar Jar. So a lot of people are saying <laughs> Jar Jar saved Grogu. Oh, yeah. I like that. That that you just made that, like, added an extra level to that. That just makes it that much sweeter. Yeah. Oh. So, you can thank Jar Jar for Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm and, here for Jar Jar Binks redemption. Yes, and, let's go. And did and did I or did I not say? I think it was, I can't remember which show it was, that I think it's time for a Jar Jar redemption story. You, yeah, you definitely did. I don't remember which show, but I remember, you, I do remember you saying that. I, I said it as a joke, but I'm happy it's manifested into real life. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Someone from Lucasfilm listening to our podcast? My God. They always <laughs> listen. You're always listening. Yeah, so that's my oh, headcanon. I love that. Yes, that's a great headcanon to have. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Because that makes so much sense because it's like, why would a Naboo ship be uh, picking them up? Mm. 
unless unless Jar Jar had prior knowledge and was ridded with guilt from because <laughs> he knew he knew he was in the he was he's not a Sith Lord he's he's really <laughs> he's really a good guy no he is a good guy yes he's not uh he's not not the Sith that we weren't aware of no was, uh, yeah. He he was behind the scenes and he he knew he he always knew and he just felt bad and because he he screwed us over and it's like I'll give this one more chance and also Quinton Beck Quinton Beck Kelleran Kelleran Beck uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where I got Quinton Beck from it's probably something else uh, yeah Kelleran Beck uh, was in canon is. Uh, one in charge of the younglings and he's protecting probably the only youngling that escaped from yeah from the temple and so there may be more story behind that as well and we'll probably get more we'll probably get more back it's probably not going to be a one-off i i hope so i hope so um yeah considering like uh um, you know, in Obi-Wan, we learnt about this, like, you know, secret, like, uh, underground underground railroad sort of thing for, mm. like, passing je- Jedis back and forth and getting them to safety after Order 66. So it makes sense that, yeah, yeah. They've, they've mentioned that and now they're showing us this here. So there is definitely a, a way they could continue Keller and Beck's story. Yeah. Um, they've got, yeah. like, 20 years to play with now. They sure do. Yeah. They sure do. Yeah. Yeah, and if the I th- I think the fan response was pretty positive. Yeah, to uh, time at best returns. So even on TikTok, they they were like doing the bit where um, uh, Jar Jar wasn't the fan favorite, and also and also best uh, talking about his um, mental health issues, and also his his tackle with like uh, unaliving himself. So. And then all of a sudden, this happened, and it's like, wow! Just stay around long enough, and you will be redeemed, even though it's not really a redeem. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, the uh, I can't wait for the redemption for the Finn show, and and the Rose and and Poe Dameron and Ray and all that stuff. Just wait, just wait another fucking twenty years. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, bring them back. Bring them back and do it right. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. Isaac will will be back anytime soon. No, I don't think he will. Or even even Bo, Bo, uh, even. Bo. Oh, Boyega, definitely not Boyega. No yeah. way. Fuck. No way. They they're not going to have him back. No. No. Well, he probably <laughs> won't want to come back. No, no, he wouldn't. That bridge. I don't think any 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 paycheck. Yeah, that bridge is definitely burnt. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately. <sighs> anyway, before we anyway, good show. Turn out ten. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Before we divert into the uh, tangent of of the why why the sequel trilogy sucks. Um. Yeah. That's the our thoughts on the Mandalorian season three episode four, the Foundling. Mm. Um. I have heard a rumor now. that there um, that um for sorry for the uh, Star Wars celebration this year they're going to be. Introducing another three three movies. Oh no, don't! But done right this time. Uh, 
We're done right. It will it though. Yeah. The bar's the bar's real low. Guys. All right, the they're, they're going to do time travel, low. where they're going <laughs> to erase. They're going to erase the sequel trilogy and do it right this time. <laughs> they'll do. They'll do a, a bloody Deadpool and Green Lantern situation, yeah. or the <laughs> new Halloween where they just refuse to acknowledge the the, the sequels and just go straight, yeah. straight, straight to it. Straight to it. Mm. Yeah. Retcons, gotta love them. Got to love them. Okay, it's, it's time for for the moment segment. We section fun part. Uh-huh. The place, yes. the spot, the thing in the show we like to call popcorn <gasps> kosher. Yes, popcorn culture. Kuchin. It's popcorn culture time. Culture. Kuchin. Kuchin. Um, Yes, popcorn culture time, Um, uh, which means, of course, we're keeping it Star Wars with our thoughts now on The Bad Batch mm. Season 2, Episode 15 now? 14 or 15? Uh, I think it's fourteen. I think it's fourteen. Yeah, this week it will be a double. double Yeah, fourteen. That's true. It's episode fourteen. Tipping point. Um, and yeah, (laughs) tipping point. Um, I've just, I'm just stunned that the Bad Batch has like really proven itself to be better than Mandalorian so far. I think I said that last week, and I'm saying it again. Well, you know, there, there's more episodes, and oh yeah, there's more. Yeah, they're ahead, mm. I suppose, in that sense. But but still, it's just really good. It's really really good. Um, and yeah, this this is another episode that just kind of furthered along. The plot again, um, in a really nice way, and we got you know um, a really cool opening sequence with um, the return of Rex and Echo. Uh, it was really nice to see them come back this week. Mm. Um, I really, I really appreciate that. And I knew, yeah, I guess we knew that um, we were going to see them again this season. It made sense, but it was nice that now. It's kind of, like you can see how all the storylines are kind of now coming together, mm. um, you know. And so this, yeah, this episode is definitely called Tipping Point for a reason, um, because yeah, the last two episodes that I could dropping this week are gonna pay off all of these threads in a in a really satisfying way. I hope. I I'm pretty confident uh, they'll they'll stick the landing. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically, you know, Rex and Echo. Are, doing their thing they're um saving clones trying to you know make a difference um amongst the empire and and um and then you know we end up seeing some more some more time with crosshair this episode what he's you know bit going through now that he's captured um getting tortured with that you know lovely you know mini death star torture thing from empire strikes back um that was interesting um, we get to see Senator Chuchi again for a brief moment. That was cool back on Coruscant. Um, and then, yeah, Echo heads out to the Bad Batch to, um, 
basically, you know, say we need this information unscrambled so we can figure out where these clones are being taken. Um, and then that's when they find out that, um, yeah, the crosshairs, you know, turned on the empire. Um, although they, the batch don't really believe that fully. They're just like, yeah, you sure? He could be sending us a trap. He's done it before. Tried to kill us. Um, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so there was a lot of really interesting interesting things that happened in this one. Um, yeah. It felt it just, yeah, it did feel like kind of one big exposition, let's connect everything sort of thing, which is fine. I think it worked well enough. I wasn't even expecting to see any Bad Batch this episode, and I would have been okay with that if it had just been Rex, Echo, and Crosshair that we focused on. But then when we got to Pabu toward, towards the end, I was like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Um, it was worth it just to see Tech's terrified faces. Uh, Omega was flying the ship. That was that was fun. Um, yeah. What did, what did you think of this episode, Mike? Yeah, it definitely is ramping up for the the, the finale. Uh, it, it feel, yeah, it definitely does feel like it's almost the penultimate, even though there's two more episodes. But I'm thinking the the reason why they are going to release those two episodes back to back is because people aren't going to people are going to be annoyed just waiting for the ne- next episode. So mm. I would like to say this is the penultimate episode, and everything is like leading up to to it, where we're uh, focusing on uh, all the all the irons in the fire. Uh, so we'll probably not see Sid and that sort of thing uh, no. by the end, which yeah, I'm okay. I mean, they sort of yeah. <laughs> sidelined her anyway. So, uh, but who knows? It'll probably be a post-credit scene where or all the pirates and it's like you screwed me over, so I'm going to screw you over. Ha ha. Um, or maybe it'll be in the middle of uh, next episode, and the Empire will find out. Find out. Oh yeah, um, o- Omega is around and alive, and it's like, oh no, now we're in danger. No matter where we go, who knows? Who knows what they're mm. going to do with that? And yeah, uh, I really like the uh, the Rex and Echo sort of. Uh, um. Uh. What would you call it? Like the the bombardment the, with the with with the ship and where they're going and there to save hmm. clones and clones are getting screwed over, and I like that like that fact that that's still um being crossed over, and hmm. and and crosshair being where he is and being and secretly being the good guy and not knowing if he is the good guy from the other team. So that's going to get resolved, maybe. And I'm still thinking maybe they'll kill him off. I don't know. Don't know. There'll probably be a, a short little um, meeting. Hey, I'm still, I'm, I still like you guys. And then it's like, yeah, we're, we're a family again. And then, I don't know. Who knows? But mm. overall, I really enjoy this episode too, and yeah, mm. I, I kind of enjoy this. Uh, I'm tr- I, I'm enjoying the story arcs with with the Bad Batch than Mandalorian, but that is only the first two, uh, only f- first four episodes of Mandalorian, and this is up to fourteen. So yeah, yeah. So, so it sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
That is fair. Um, yeah. No, I'm really liking this um, uh, Dr. Hemlock as the sort of new antagonist, I guess. Mm. Um, he really got a chance to shine in this episode. Um, especially now that, um, you know, Admiral Dickface is... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't know where he's gone, but he, if he's dead or alive, or or, or where he is. Um, he's in the brig. <laughs> he's in the brig. Yes, Admiral Dickface. I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, Rampart. 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 Admiral Rampart. That was his name. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I like Hemlock. I think um, so. Jimmy Simpson's the actor that's doing the voice of him, and I'm down for this vocal performance. I think it's, it's so sinister, mm. uh, and unsettling and, and almost borderline mustache twirly villain, but it's, but it's good. Yeah, I, think he's, I think he, it's very Star Yeah. It's very Star Wars. Um, and it's melodramatic and it was kind of funny to see him in, um, in cahoots with Tarkin as well mm. in that brief, that brief scene Connections. we got. Connections, and you know, we learned a bit more about um, who he is. The fact that he's apparently, you know, he was decommissioned or whatever by the Empire, apparently, but not really, just sent away to do naughty things. Um, part of the Advanced Science Division, um, apparently, uh, and yeah, he was ex- excommunicated for doing very bad things to and experiments and shit and. But the Empire are like, no, we, we're going to keep you around. Yeah, experimenting on, you know, vulnerable people. Yeah, mm. that's a Nazi doctor, basically. No, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, he's definitely modelled after <sighs> those kinds of uh, humans. Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you, what did you make of, of him in this episode? Yeah, I, I reckon... I reckon keep him on for a bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, and with, because essentially it is, um, they're they're doing sort of like the army stuff with Rampart and that sort of has finished that sort of area. So now we're going to be dealing with the sort of clone sort of um, uh, aspect of, well, they're not really soldiers. They're not really people. They're equipment. And, you can definitely see that sort of um, uh, what you may call it the sort the sort of uh, conundrum that you would ha- have with uh, is are they really alive or they uh, or are they in necessity or what or whatever it yeah. is in there and yeah with the added bonus that we're still dealing with how did Palpatine return sort of thing. But they're mm. sort of doing that in Mandalorian as well, so yeah. So probably all add up soon, maybe. Depends how they. It depends how long they're they're going to do the Bad Batch. Which, mm. Yeah, just pretty much up until um, New Hope, I reckon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this season is going to end and what else they could do uh, in terms of the story. Cause like the story they've been doing this season is pretty massive. Mm. So, um, 
yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided not to keep going. Um, but I hope they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they'll probably do another time jump at the end of the season. It depends really how they end this season. Cause, yeah. Because you can do until like Omega grows up maybe. Because I think sure. they are sort of setting up something, especially with all these um, young people that they're meeting and how they're going to interact with Omega. So maybe it will turn into something like, like the Young Avengers. I was of... going to say they're doing young, young Avengers in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So mm. <laughs> so they're probably setting that up, and then they're just going to retire the, the, the Bad Batch, maybe. Mm. There's a lot of possibilities, and all for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I really like the fact that... Um, I mean, not only uh, have we seen um, uh, Crosshair turn on the Empire, but the fact that it, in this one moment where he gets away, his first thing, like his instincts tell him he has to contact the Bad Batch. Um, and the fact that he, you know, is able to, like... He doesn't reach them directly, obviously, but they get the message mm. that you know um, that they're they're you know they're not safe. Essentially, um, I just thought that was really really good and just kind of hammered home again for me. Um, you know his uh, character development yeah. this season and his story and how good it's been. Um, yeah, I don't know if they'll kill him off, but again, I if they do. They could do it in a really powerful way, mm. um, yeah, where he kind of, you know, sacrifices himself maybe for Omega uh, yeah, or something, yeah. you know. A selfless act. That could be, yeah, selfless act. Um, in the eyes of, you know, his comrades, that would be really something to see. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to see how his story kind of concludes this week <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't really have too much else to say i don't did you have any thoughts on on crosshair you wanted to add maybe um well i was actually expecting uh the sort of thing where um crosshair is like trying to escape and like contact um the bad batch his brethren and then and then hemlock going haha now you've you've sent the message and now we know exactly where they are ha 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 or something something along those lines like the double cross but apparently mm. not so uh, i'm mm. I, I was quite surprised that they didn't do that route and yeah. and how it, it's more or less um learning uh crosshairs like like growth He's not doing. He's not doing it for the empire anymore. He's doing it for for his brethren, his his family, his and him knowing that he did wrong, and uh, and it's not soldiers follow orders like good soldiers follow orders, and he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of red on his ledger, so he's <laughs> trying to make amends. So who knows what will happen. And that's why I'm thinking mm. maybe don't know, but mm. yeah, I'm I'm enjoying his sort of adventures as well. Like like as we said, like a couple of weeks ago when he when he finally decides to say enough is enough, and thought that was going to be his finish finishing thing, but he's doing more. So cool. Yep. 
So you stick it around a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I also found it interesting that even up to the way, after the way things ended last week, that um, Hunter was still <coughs> considering... <coughs> Shit, sorry. It's all right. Oh, God, I think we're going to have to wrap this up soon because I can't talk. That's right. Um, but um, I just wanted to say that yeah, it was interesting that last week Hunter was like wanting to stay on Parabu to help these people. And then this week, I suppose now that they've restored what they can or they're helping where they can, it, you know, the, the, the idea of, um, you know, the fact that they're not really safe wherever they go or, you know, they can't really plant roots mm. because of who they are sort of thing. Um, even the fact that they're this, like, Pabu is so far removed from everything and the Empire, um, he's, still, uh, he's still got his reservations because, you know, he's seen how things play out, uh, how they have in the past and everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just found that really interesting that, that already he's just like, no, I'm just going to be realistic and yeah. we should we should probably leave, um, which kind of made me sad because I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm not surprised that they'll probably leave Pabu before the season's up, but, um, but you know, we want them to be happy and you <laughs> yeah. know, have a peaceful life, but that's not, that's not going to happen. Well, there's always, I think it's the other thing where we know that there is somewhere that they can, that they know somewhere that they can like, like uh vacation to if if uh, mm. uh when everything starts to settle and and they I can sort of expect that uh with the um no matter where they go they're probably going to be um hunted down by by the empire and I'm I'm sort of expecting that to happen at the end of this so mm, maybe they'll go back after the their they're they're no longer on the run, maybe, and they're just going to be uh, they're they're going to retire. Maybe some of them. I'm I'm expecting. Mm. I'm expecting like not all of them are going to survive this adventure. But I'll I'll brace myself when that happens. Yep. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah, we don't lose too many of them, if at all. But yeah, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Ah, oh, all right. <clears throat> I'm I'm calling it. I don't have anything else to say anyway, unless you have something else you want to touch on before we wrap up. Uh no, we sort of covered everything, and and can't wait for this week for the yeah for for the end result, and then see what goes from here. And everything's coming up, Star Wars. Everything's coming up Star Wars. Another yes. month until Star Wars celebrations. Oh. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on The Bad Batch, episode 14 of season two. Tipping point. Um, stay tuned for our thoughts next week on the series. Se- I nearly said series. Huh. Hmm. Season finale. Of the Bad Batch, uh, double episode coming at you uh, this week. And, of course, our thoughts on episode five of Mandalorian will also be here this time next week. Um, and then the following yeah. week, the Mandalorian will move to popcorn culture. <laughs> popcorn culture, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the last last three episodes that, that it will. 
That it will. Um, and then after that, well, I don't think there's any. There's nothing Marvel starting, so we'll see. Hmm. We'll see what we we'll see what we do for the show. We'll talk All about right. Ted Lasso. Um, uh-huh. We'll talk about Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get Fulia to watch it. She she'll enjoy it. Yeah. But until then, um, yes, a one, a two. A three. You know what a to do. Four. A five. You know what to do. <laughs> five, six. And, and that you, that was a, was pod- a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Ah, I had uh, so, too many things to do. Sorry. <laughs> that's totally fine. Ah, very good. Very very good. Remember to follow or remember to follow us, yes, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can go over to our uh, YouTube. That's youtube.com slash fredthealienproductions.com. And if you're on Twitch right now, you can give us a follow. If you're on YouTube right now, you know, ring the bell icon and make sure you put our notifications on ding yes on ding please uh thank you very much i've been Richardson. and i've been a beardless michael lister <laughs> and, and you have just, just experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called fred, fred. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Yes. Remember to eat beef. Uh, remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and. Missa! Missa, girl, Massa! You know that. You, you know what Jaja says all the time? Ah, moi, moi! <laughs> Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes! Thank you, everyone. Laters, gators. <clears throat> And, and see, see.